Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. to a special edition of the podcast for me anyway. So it's, uh, I get to interview my replacement, uh, my friend, uh, Brian Jensenius, Chief Brian Jensenius. Welcome, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So first off, Jensenius, is that, is that correct? 100%. Yeah. What's the, the origin? What's family background there? It's Norwegian. Norwegian. It is. And you guys, uh, I mean, do you have still ties there or are you? Actually we do. Uh, my father started doing some, uh, you know, background, trying to get a little family history. And he found that we still have some relatives that uh, live in Norway. Yeah. In this Devanger area. Uh, my great, great grandfather uh, was a pastor in a church there. Did some missionary work down in Madagascar. Uh, but I guess there's some writings that from my great grandfather. Wow. That are still in that church. Uh, so someday I'm going to make it over to Norway and try to figure yeah. out. I don't read or write or speak Norwegian, but. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. There's Google Translate now. So this is usually where I would explain to uh, Tech Sergeant Weaver that Norway is a country and it's outside of Indiana that we're not talking about like Norway, Indiana. But so since he's not there, I'm sure you already know that, Sergeant Burt. So I've never heard of Norway. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana. No, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where, where Josh would take that. So uh, you're coming to us from where? I am coming from the 514th Airmore Building Wing, Joint Base McGuire Dix Lakers. Okay. Right now, I'm currently the senior enlisted leader of the 714th Aircraft Maintenance Squadron. Uh, we're a KC-10 maintenance unit in the midst of transition to the KC-46 tanker. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been a lot of a lot of hard work the last year, year and a half as yeah. we're, we're divesting airplanes and getting people out to get trained on the new airplane. And it, it, it's been fun, but it's it's there's some, you know, a lot of craziness going on with that. Yeah, so... Um, maintainer by trade. Correct. Yeah, and, and so, uh, art currently in art moving over to the AGR world. That is correct. So yeah. I've been in art since, uh, December of 2003. Mm-hmm. I was a traditional reservist for about a year and a half before that. Uh, I was in active ready reserve from the, t- when I, after I left active duty. So I did four years active duty at McGuire, uh, mm-hmm. on the KC tens. And then I came over to be a traditional reservist then moved into the art world. Uh, I spent most of my time at McGuire. I did spend three years down at Seymour Johnson uh, on uh, fighters at 15Es. And I was able to go back to McGuire. And so I've been there for about three and a half years again. So a guy that's uh, it's kind of homestead, right? You've kind of homestead there in um, at McGuire, but also uh, got got out a little bit, moved around uh, to to Seymour. And then now you're you're making the great step to, to Indiana. Uh, what drove you to that? Well, to be honest with you, you please, know, been, please do. Yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted to, uh, I, I care about taking care of people and uh, taking care of airmen. And, you know, I, I've been vectored and I've been fortunate. I've, I've had some good mentors later stages of my career. I didn't could say I had some great mentors earlier stages of my career, but my later stages career and, uh, you know, vectoring that towards the command chief, uh, you know, job and, so I started looking at it and my wife started really pushing at me and telling me that I could do it. So 
you know, able to apply to, to be an AGR command chief. I mean, as a, as being an art, I had to kind of, I was limited of what kind of, where I could apply for just because I, I need a full-time job. I, right. You know, you like don't want to, yeah, I don't you really like food wanna, with your meals. I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really don't want to go home to explain to my wife why I don't have a job anymore. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, the opportunity to apply, to come out here to Grissom, um, honestly was there, there's a couple of different things. I've heard some great things about the Hoosier wing. Uh, and I've talked to a few people. I, I've had the opportunity to talk to you at the yeah. fourth air force group, uh, senior enlisted leader conference. And, and it, it gets me kind of close to home. Uh, I'm a Michigan native. Uh, so I have family within five. Uh, my closest family is about three and a half hours away nice. up by the grand rapids, camel zoo area. And then my parents, which, you know, due to COVID and, you know, just the craziness the last few years have, I haven't seen my parents in over three years. So, yeah. you know, in person, I mean, I talked to them quite a bit, but. Yeah. Um, so grew up outside of Detroit there, right? Uh, and so, yeah, like any truth to the rumor that you grew up with Kid Rock or Eminem? Like okay, so yeah, no, I did not grow up with Kid Rock or Eminem, but okay. I, I do have. So before I became an art, when I was a Tristan Reservist, I, I lived in Metro Detroit. I lived in a little a town called Warren, which and is right off 8 Mile. You used to do rap battles? I, no, I did not. Uh, not very good at that, but okay. uh, Oh, so when they made the movie Eight Mile, the trailer park scenes, uh, that trailer park was about two miles from the house nice. that I owned right there off Eight Mile. So I'd drive to work and see them shooting the movie in there. It was, it was pretty cool. That's neat. Uh, and then you, you've mentioned your wife a couple of times. So Vanessa. Vanessa, right? yep. Um, we got we got to meet her and man, what a wonderful woman. So mm-hmm. way, God bless her. Yeah, way out kicked your coverage. Uh, you better hope that she doesn't figure that out. But uh, um, man, she excited about moving here? Uh, very much. Yeah. Uh, we were driving around, you know, looking at some houses here recently and she was just commenting about how nice everybody is. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's just been really, we've been really fortunate coming out here and being able to see all the folks around here. And I, I wish I was able to meet everybody the last couple of days that I've been here, but you know, it just, it's impossible. It's, it's tough, but uh, you know, my wife couldn't just, Enough. She couldn't say enough great things about the folks at Grissom and in the local area, and just how much of a family this place is, and, that, and that's what we we really always look for is, you know, the family environment. Family is very important to us. So yeah, that who's your hospitality is hard to beat. Right? It is. So, yeah. Um, and so, you and her coming out here, no kids, no kids, any dogs, no dogs, cats, hamsters, nothing. No. All right, no. just yeah. you two, man. Just and what do you, what do you call that? You have a name for it, don't you? Yeah, we, we call we like to call ourselves Dinks. Okay. Dual income, no kids. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, so, but, you know, whatever happens, you know, we, we we'd like to start a family, and it's yeah, uh, just been a lot of wrong timing. Uh, but it's hopefully this is the right time. So we're, we're looking forward to maybe trying again out here. We're about to be uh, adopted about fourteen hundred fifty one family members. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's that that's exciting. I'm excited for you guys. Um, what about hobbies? Like, what do you guys like to do? Well, we like to, we like to travel. So day trips, you know, just get in the car and start driving somewhere. And uh, we, we had this little thing, I mean, we'll, we'll start driving and we'll come up to an intersection. And I look at her and be like, left, right, or straight, you know, or depends on, you know, what it is. Yeah. And she'll say, go left. So we start going left. And then we just, if we see something we like and we'll stop and check it out. If not, we'll just keep moving on. And it's, it's kind of neat. It's just no stress and just, it's a good way for us both to decompress and spend some quality time together and, you know, and talk and, you know, and, and see America. Yeah. It's great. 
It Some of like, the intersections will look the same out here when the corn is up. Yes. So you got you may be like, well, did we go in a circle? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing for GPS. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, and we and we we like to go to movies. Uh, you know, movies are a thing too. So you know, anything that's us spending time together. We don't get enough. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time? Yeah. Oh man, there's so many. But uh, it, it's this, it's Star Wars, man. Star I'm a Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars. Which nerd. one? Been uh, there a bunch. Did, all of them. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. I love them all. So I've revealed this on uh, one of the previous podcasts, but I've never watched a Star Wars ever. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> it started out. I just wasn't. I wasn't uh, like intrigued by it. Yeah. And then it kind of got to be. Every time I would say that, people would be flip out. So like, well, now I'm definitely not. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. So, I, I mean, me and you had to private talk after this now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you can try to sneak one in. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what about like, you guys binge watch any shows? Like you binge watch any shows right now? Or um, you- man, yeah, we, we try to, uh, you know, the last year and a half, my wife's been uh, working off shifts. So she's been working swing shifts. So it's really been hard, but, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I mean, we we like The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We, we've been watched that. Uh, there, there's a few other shows that we were watching that we're, we're over a season behind because, you know, I, I deployed. She was working swing shift. I came back. So we're, we're a little behind. But so we've watched uh, we've been watched The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan. Let's see what else did we binge watch lately? Uh, there's a couple and I I don't remember them all now, but oh, we're, we just started getting into the new Game of Thrones. Okay, so we're working on that one too. So yeah, you know, I've never watched that one either. No, no. So anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, hobbies. Well, I I love sports. Uh, I, I'm a big Michigan fan, Detroit fan. So all the Detroit sports teams. Uh, when I'm home, when I get a chance to go home and hang out with my dad, you know, we'll we'll tinker around and maybe on fixing something, whether it's a car or a tractor or, or build something. So uh, I'm trying to get into woodworking. I, I when I was down at Seymour, I, I built a, my wife wanted a new kitchen table, so we sold our old kitchen table, and she handed me some plans and said, "Hey, why don't you build me this kitchen table?" So I did. Yeah. So uh, it came out pretty good. You know, I, I, there's a lot of things I'd like to do a little different on it. So. You know, that's my next step. And I think uh, it's a nice little calming thing to do sometimes. Yeah, it is a little, little stress reliever at, at that. Um, so Detroit Lions fan? Yes. All the way around. All, all Detroit way, sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dedicated to that. I am, yeah. Yeah, so not a lot of uh, sports celebrations. I guess hockey, you know, you guys it's are been pretty a while. good. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been, we have been terrible the last few years, but. Yeah. We're, we're actually from the same area, Chief. Oh. I'm from Wyandotte. Okay, nice. Just for those of you just tuning in, that's Sergeant Burton behind the mic. Bar- Barton, Barton, sorry, yep. Barton. Why did I say Burton? Barton. Uh, so our public I affairs. She's, she's I both. <laughs> yeah, she's filling in for for the Dream Weaver. So I'll have to come up with a nickname for you. So before we get it going, it could be Burton. So, yeah, the Burton. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's <gonna> be Burton. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> so, uh, any like. College? You, did you go to college? You I did. So when I graduated high school, so I graduated from a small town in northern Michigan, just north of uh, Mount Pleasant, which houses Central Michigan University. And my mom worked there, so uh, it was kind of a natural to 
go down there since it was it was free mm-hmm. minus my room and board yeah. so i you know i went there and uh you know i wouldn't say i was the the most stu- studious student uh, yeah. <laughs> in college it, it probably, probably was one of those you know you know, people talk about you know college wasn't for me at that time and college was not for me at that time so and, that, and that's really what drove me uh to join in the air force my mom kind of Talked to me. She's like, hey, you know, I don't think this college thing's really working out for you. So uh, why don't you go in the Air Force? Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I went and talked to a recruiter and 27 years later, here I am. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. But do uh, uh, Tech Sergeant Weaver likes to think that he's the the only uh, college, collegiate athlete. Did you play any college sports or anything? Uh, no. Yeah. He was like number five on a six man team. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. So, uh, so I did, I attended Central Michigan University, uh, for a little bit. Uh, they, they kindly asked me to try to attend uh, college elsewhere. So, uh, so when I, you know, I joined air active duty, when I left active duty, I, you know, I went back to Michigan. I, I went to a small local college called Baker college and I started working on my degree. And then I, I finished my bachelor's degree in New Jersey at, uh, yeah, Thomas Edison state university. So I did took me uh 22 years to from the from graduating high school but i got my bachelor's degree so that's that was, awesome it was is yeah congrats on that oh thanks um kind of sh- shifting gears here you're, you're moving into uh the this command chief role and and i know that when i was uh, getting ready to take these steps it seemed like such an intimidating job because there's no real manual for it there there is no yeah. So there's no real, you know, to, to sit down and be like, you know, what would you do in this situation or what would you do in that? So kind of describe us your leadership style. Well, that's always one of those trick questions. I think when people ask you, you know, what's your leadership style, but you know, part, I think it's, a, and I like to describe it. It's not just one type of style. It's just a mixture of a bunch of different things, you know. Yeah, I think a leader, a good leader, should lead out front, you know, set the example, set the tone, but you trust your other leaders to do their jobs, you know. And so that's the, my expectation, you know. So the way I lead my squadron back at McGuire and I, my lower level supervisors, I tell them like, "Hey, this is that's your that's your flight. You take care of it. Mm-hmm. You make the decision," you know. And, I don't want to say there's never a wrong decision or a wrong choice to make as a leader, but as long as you're making the choice for, re, you know, and you have good reasons why you made that choice, even though it might end up being the wrong choice, it's one of those, that's a time where you, you can learn from that. So I'm like, Hey, this, why did you make that choice? Okay. That's solid reasoning, but this is probably some of the other things you missed that you needed to look at. So you use that as a mentoring thing. So I've always told my guys, make the decision. Don't make me have make all the decisions. You make the decision. Probably find that 99% of the time you're making the right decision. You just don't know it. So don't be scared to do that. So any um any books like leadership books that you you kind of read and you're like, oh wow, man, I'm gonna I'm put this in the hip pocket. Like anything that you really hold on to? Yeah. So uh, I, I read a book called Extreme Ownership. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, it sounds like you've Jocko. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jocko. And uh, man, I read that book and I, when I got done reading it, I was like, man, it's, it's the, the biggest message I took out of that was owning your, your being a leader. Right. So the one thing I, I tell everybody is, especially my squad, I'm like, Hey, 
if something happens, it's my fault and I'm okay with that. I'll, that's my, it's my fault. Cause I somewhere failed to prepare you or give you the tools you needed. So, uh, you know, and, and I try to instill that in everybody else too. Like, Hey, you're, if it's your flight or your AMU, that's, you're the, the buck stops with you. Right. So own it. And, uh, so I've, and I actually, I had a young, uh, young mass sergeant come up to me and he was like talking to me and he was talking about leadership and, you know, something to read. So I bought him the book and gave it to him. I said, Hey, I read this book and I found it very powerful. Read it. And, uh, you know, about six months later, comes back and he's like, Hey chief, uh, I finished that book. He goes, man, that, that book was awesome. And, and, you know, just before I came out here to spend some time with you, uh, he came up, he sent me a text and was like, Hey, thank you. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. For a four, you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going on. And he said, he's like, Hey, I interviewed for a, a, a supervisor position. He's one of my arts. And he goes, I got it. He That's goes, awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, we, we, so it's good stuff. We talked a little bit about that in the office the other day on how, uh, there's a lot of pieces of this job. You know, you you take the people out of it and the people accomplishing things. You're like, this job sucks, really, right? Yeah. You know, but if you put those people in and you're like, watching someone accomplish something that they didn't think was possible, yeah. or sometimes even you didn't think was possible, it's freaking amazing. Yeah, you know, it's 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 probably the best part of this job. You, you know, know, and I I tell you, I'll I've I've told this people or tell this to people for years. I get more joint satisfaction out of my military career, seeing people getting promoted, getting awards, medals, deck, you know, mm -hmm. anything like that, than than anybody could come up and give me a, you know, a medal a decoration or anything. I, man, I just, it's awesome. I love seeing people succeed and, you know, come in and ask for advice and like, how, how do I get to the next level? Okay, well, here's just what you need to do. And here's all some things that can help you get there, right? So here's the minimum. Yeah. You know, your PME and stuff and, and, you know, time of grade, time of service. But here's some of these other things that will set you apart from everybody else. And, you know, and it's, it's amazing when people are like, oh, okay, that's, that, that's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's, this is easy. This you, is really easy. Do you have like a watermark moment in your career where you're like, hey, I think this moment really set me on a path forward or this moment changed my vision or something like that? So when I came back, when I transferred from the inactive ready reserve to the ready reserve and, and I moved out back out to New Jersey as an art, uh, I, like I said, you know, early in my career, I didn't have some great mentors. You know, when I became an art, I, I kind of, I, I had some good mentors and, you know, I started seeing opportunities and, you know, they were like, Hey, you, you can do this, you know, and they, they're like, just whatever you want to do, let's, you can do this. So, you know, I, I'm a com nav troop by trade. So, you know, and I, I wanted to fly, I wanted to see the world. And, you know, so I started doing that and I started learning other AFSCs on the airplane and uh, a good friend of mine who's, uh, he, he took me under his wing and he started teaching me how to, how to crew an airplane, how to take an airplane on the road and make sure that airplane was good for their air crew. Cause you know, as an, as a maintainer, I gotta make sure the airplane's good to fly. Right. So, being on the road. Now I'm flying on the airplane. You really want to make sure it's going to fly. So, and he taught me the right way of doing things. And, and that's, it just started snowballing from there. So I, I watershed moment from there, I, I think would be, you know, being taken under by, you know, a, a good, a really good friend of mine now and, uh, and teach me the ropes and, and telling me, Hey man, go towards banquets, go to them. You don't have to be the one that's being, in, you're going to support your, 
your teammates, you know, your, your fellow airmen that are being nominated. That's what it's about, yeah. you know? So it just starts snowballing from there. So it's, it's great. Do you have a, uh, like a leadership quote that you, you go by or are you a quote guy? I'm not really a quote guy. Uh, I just don't remember them anymore. You know, yeah. I don't remember them all. You know, oh, I, those, I remember those, some quotes. Those penguins know. have fallen off the iceberg. Yeah. So yeah it's, it's a little bit more information had to get out there. So <laughs> yeah. you drop those off. So, uh, if you, if you feel like, uh, you know, coming in here, I know when we interviewed you, you, you had a very mature response when we said, Hey, what's your goals for Grissom? And, and you were like, I have no idea because I'm not at Grissom yet. Nice. You know, the people of Grissom will determine my goals for me. Absolutely. But as you start this journey and hopefully, you know, you can look back and, and, two, three years, however long you're here, you know, uh, I know the plan is three years, but, but however long you stay, if you look back and you're at the beginning now, Mm -hmm. what do you hope at the end? You can say, man, there was a lot of things, you know, because we, we all do that. You get this level, you, you look back at what you've done. You know, I've tried to enjoy these last few days here for me, but there's so many pieces that I look around and look at all the loose ends and all that stuff. But then if you were just sitting and you said, you look, bypass all those. At the end, you were like, man, I hope this at the end of all this, what would be that hope? That I made a meaningful impact to at least one airman at Carissa. After that, you know, I, 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 that's the biggest thing, meaningful impact. I don't want to come here and just sit in the job and say, oh, I was a Comanche for three years. No, I'm coming here because I want to make an impact, you know, and, and build on the legacy of the, the Comanches that came before me at the Hoosier wing. And, you know, at the end, if I can say I made an impact at least just one airman, I think I did all right. Yeah. It, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. You know, the, those pieces. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, this job has taken me in directions. I never thought I would go. Um, stretched me in ways that, that I never thought that uh, I needed to be stretched yeah. <laughs> or that I ever would stretch. And it's from day one until, you know, I, I walk out the door this time tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Right. And last night I'm at 1030 at night, putting my blues on to go notify a family of, of, a, of, of a service member that had passed away. Yeah. Not one of ours, but but another one. And, and so how do you prepare for that? Like, how are you mentally preparing for this right now? Man, it, I don't think you can mentally prepare for this, except for the fact that you know that you're signing up for something that's way bigger than you can ever possibly be as a, as a person. And just knowing that there's going to be times that you're going to sacrifice family time, or you're going to sacrifice something in your personal life for the greater good because you, you need to take care of somebody else. And, uh, you know, and that's, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have that support at home, uh, or that my wife being able to help me support or, you know, uh, that other the individual that's in, in need. So that that's the biggest mental part of it. You know, you don't, you know, 
it's like those scenarios. Someone gave you like a leadership scenario. What are you can do in a situation? Well, I don't know. I'm not in that situation. It's tough. Right? I, used to, I used to always, uh, on the police department, someone would come up to me and be like, Hey, can you do this or this, that, you know, legal wise. And I said, well, I don't know what colors your house. And he's like, what's that have to do with it? Well, there's a lot of details you left out. Yeah. That's just one of them. Yeah. You know, so it's, there's so many pieces, but yeah, I, I get that. And you kind of went down a, a path there that, that support system. Like, where do you, obviously Vanessa, man, I, you can tell mm -hmm. that as soon as you, you see you each other around it, you know, you just had a different energy about you, right. Yeah. Is you, you know, that that's uh, I always call it the home base, right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like plugging me a DeWalt battery into the charger. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and so it kind of, kind of looks that same way with you and no, no endorsement of DeWalt there, but uh, yeah. that's, that's all I had. But um, what's some other ways? Like, how do you, are you, are you, a fitness guy, you, are you a weightlifter? Are you a, a runner? Are you a, uh, I feel like there's a rap song there, a track star, yeah, something like that, but not a track star. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I find running actually, you know, throwing some AirPods and just going for a, you know, a jog. It doesn't have to be a fast jog. Don't that just getting out and you, you kind of get out of your own mind for a minute, you know, you, you know, put some old school, you know, maybe some beastie boys on there. Or if you really, you know, Metallica. Is that your jam? Well, you know what, to be honest with you, uh, you know, music wise, it's, it, I'll go anywhere from West coast rap to East coast rap, all the way to jazz. Yeah. I, I, everything in between country, rock, classic. I, I'm very easy going when it comes to that. And it's, if it's a good music, I'll listen to it. What about a walkout song? Like we, we talked about that a little bit. Like oh, what's, what's wow. some good walkout music that you'd have? Hmm. That's a good question. Let me get back to you. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the next commander's call, yeah, you yeah. just walk out to it. It'll be you know, a surprise. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise to the yeah, user. That's, right. that's right. It'll be a surprise, surprise to everyone. Yeah. So, including myself. Yeah. Uh, so it, you've got that, that piece, you know, knowing going in, like, hey, I'm going to, I need a good support system. Um, how nerve wracking or, or how, uh, you know, being, at McGuire for as long as you've been, now you're looking for houses in a new area that you're really just taking a bunch of people's word that you just met not too long ago, right? <laughs> I mean, we've known each other for a little while, but, and you've known Carl Piperton. So, you know, but there's everybody once, I mean, the other night, the the waitress drew you a map on a, like a napkin, right? <laughs> it's, it said, yeah. don't buy in these areas. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But how, I think sometimes, uh, people who haven't PCS miss, miss it, but how nerve wracking is this? Man, it's, it's incredibly nerve wracking, you know? Uh, you know, I, I PCS down in Seymour Johnson, but I did it as a civilian. So it was, while it was nerve wracking, there was a little bit more of a buffer, you know, uh, honestly, a, a civilian PCS, it, it, there's more benefits than a military PCS. So, and I, you know, I had some good close friends that already moved down to that area. So they, it kind of steered me in the right direction. Not that I'm being steered in any wrong direction here, but, you know, it's... Pretty, it, it's I, think, it, I think they know me. I've probably steered you a couple of times. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it is nerve wracking, you know, and it's... So the wife and I are, you know, we're, we're struggling through the trying to find a house and we think we found one. We're going to go actually take a look at it again. Double look. A double look mm -hmm. before we make our, uh, uh, you know, put the offer in today. So, you know, not too long after we're done with this. I'm gonna, but we're going to drive down to Kokomo and take another look at it and make sure it's the right thing for us. But, you know, even then it's like, there, 
there's some differences in Indiana. You know? Well, and it's simple things. You know, I started Vanessa and I said, hey, is your, is your hair naturally curly? Which is kind of a weird question for a dude that you just meant it to ask that, right? Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, okay, I'll get my wife to, to give you the, you know, because yeah. people with naturally curly hair, they, it's a, it's a whole process to find uh, someone that cuts their hair the way they like it. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, and stuff. And it's all those little pieces that yeah. start adding up. Where do I take my car to get work done? Where yeah. do I, if I want to buy tires, if I want to, you know, oh, all those well, things that you have well, already. Well, Dennis cleans my teeth, you know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who checks my eyes? Yeah. <laughs> There's billions of questions. You know, when we moved back to New Jersey from uh, North Carolina, it was it was easy. That, that, that was the easiest. There's no stress or nothing. We just packed up, went back, and went right back to all the same doctors we had three years before, and it was easy. But this one's uh, a, a, there's a little bit of stress. And it's every day it gets closer to me moving out here permanently is, you know, it, it that stress level goes up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, There was uh, I, I was stopped by IGI when I was walking up here. And so I said, hey, any questions that you want me to ask him? Um, and so, uh, I, I'm having a hard time reading my own writing because I was laughing so hard, but, uh, Savani, Sergeant Savani was wanting to know, like, what, what blade are you, are you using for the cabbage up here? Like what for the haircut, like hat. And it seems, he said, it seems clean all the time. So very clean. Yeah. Uh, So, uh. When I'm in the shower in the morning, you know, before I come to work and, yeah. you know, I'm shaving my face, it's, I use a nice Gillette Fusion 5. Yeah. I just do the whole. No endorsement of Gillette. No endorsement of Gillette. <laughs> yes. No, no. It's just uh, my preferred razor. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Just I, clean all yeah. the way around. Mm-hmm. That's it. Every day, though. That's a lot of. Well, why? Seems like some work. S- Saturday and Sundays, if I'm not putting uniform oh, on. Then one day you got two day scruff going on. I do. I, I Probably not recognizable. Wow. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of gray now. And then uh, um, our newest chief, uh, Chapin, mm-hmm. uh, Chief Chapin wanted to know, like, if one of the gifts I got was the people's belt, if you've challenged me at all for, for the people's belt yet. So, well, I mean, is there really a challenge there? I'd said I'm taking all challengers at any, <laughs> at any given time. So I, you know, you know, I have watched some WWE in the past, you know, and, and uh, I would more than likely... Uh, when you're walking behind the, you know, yeah. in the backstage area, get you when you're not paying attention. Yeah, the chair or something yeah, like that. 100%. So. so is that, uh, so you said you're, you're, you're a sports guy by trade. Uh, any, any sports that you want to bring to Indiana that, that may be from uh, New Jersey that uh, I heard you, we were talking yesterday about spike ball. Well, I have no idea what spike ball is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think we both had that but same you, question. But you're, you're yeah. in on, on uh, you know, this is the cornhole capital of the world and the birthplace yeah, so, of cornhole. You know, I, I did pretty well uh, with cornhole uh, while I was deployed. Uh, so when we first got into, you know, our deployed location there, uh, we got quarantined right away. So me and one of the, one of my flight chiefs or my pro super that was there with me, uh, we took all challengers on and uh, we were the camp quarantine cornhole champions. Uh, I, I did not do as well once we got out of the uh, camp quarantine there, but uh, I, I could throw some bags. I'm not, I'm not a professional by any stick of the means. So if, uh, if people are walking your, your office and um, you know, have, have something to talk to you about and you're listening to some music, what music would tee them off that you're in a, a good mood? Like, what do you listen to when you're in a good mood? 
if I'm listening to music, I'm probably in a good mood. Really? Yeah. What if you're in a bad mood? You, I probably just look angry <laughs> and there's probably nothing going on. <laughs> so quiet. It, it's it's going to be quiet. But no, and then, you know, if it, I'll, I'll do the angry music drive home. Yeah. What's the, what's your angry drive? Uh, normally it's some, you know, heavy metal, you Okay. Know, you know, some Metallica or, you know, yeah. typically it's Metallica. Cause that's, it's about as angry as the music. I, I don't get too much harder than that. <laughs> you, uh, you an iOS or Android? Uh, oh, I have an Apple. Okay. So I'm an iOS right. guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, you a beer or wine guy? Um, I will drink wine, but I prefer beer. Okay. You a beer or like a whiskey guy? Uh, it depends on the, my mood. Yeah. Uh, but I do like my whiskey and I do like some vodka, not okay. every vodka. I won't name the name because I don't want to, you know, it's trademark rights, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've already done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm a, I prefer beer. Yeah. Uh, but I don't mind, in a, you know, sitting there, especially, you know, the end of a long day, maybe just having a nice little glass of whiskey or something straight on the rocks. Yeah. Easy to go. All right. That we'd like to call those mentoring sessions. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've, a, I've had a lot of those. That's a good, good mentoring session. Um, anything you want people to know about you? Like going into this, like, this is what you should know about me. Yeah. You know what? The, the biggest thing I want people to know is that I'm approachable, you know, just because I might not look approachable, which I don't think I don't, but I've, I've, I've been told that I look unapproachable sometimes, but man, I, I just, I'm very approachable. Come talk to me, come say hi. You know, I, if I can't talk to you cause I'm busy, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to say hi to you and I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes, but you know, sometimes we got places to be, you know, I'll be there, but you know, I, I just, I really care about people, you know, and I, it's, I, I want to, you know, I'll, I'll ask a lot of questions when I start talking to people, you know, I'll, where are they from? You know, what do they like to do? It's a lot of the same questions you've asked me today. Uh, and, and I try to remember everything, you know, but uh, man, the sponge isn't as good as it, yeah. what it used to be. But, you know, I just want people to know that I'm here for them. You know, I, I'm going to be their biggest champion. But and I, I, we talked about this yesterday, the flight commander, flight chief course, when we talked to them is, you know, there's. There's two main things that military people don't like, and that's change and things staying the same. And so you're going to walk in the door, mm-hmm. um, take, take the seat, take the office. We just switched offices. So that's, that's probably good for you. You get a different, it's at least not the same office, but I've heard several people and, and I get this all the time, you know, Hey, you're going to, you're going to take chief Loper's you know, mm-hmm. spot, like for me at the Pentagon, like, you know, but what he was so good. Like how, I don't pe- know people say that to you about me, but you walk in the door. A lot of times there's that, there's, there's the, the tendency to compare. So let's just get that out of the way right now. Yeah. I'm not chief parks. Yeah. And we don't want you to be, you know, I think if, 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 Colonel Pemberton wanted more of me. He would have kept you around. When I said, hey, sir, can I apply for this job? He would have said no. Yeah. And so I just want to tell people that, you know, I've been thoroughly impressed from the first time that I met you, but then from the people I trust and what they say about you. 
but the things that start are telling to me was we walk into lodging, you know, the lodging staff's name. It, it's that care for people that make this job, um, that make you successful in this job. And it makes people stop that comparison because there's going to be different alligators in the boat than you with you. There was when, when chief Marion, man, everyone loves chief Marion. I love chief Marion. I still think I'm funnier than him. I definitely know that I'm better looking than him, but debatable on both. Yes. (laughs) But it's, you know, I think those first few months, it's people wanting to compare those two. And I'm like, listen, I didn't have the same alligators as him. I had different alligators. Yeah. There was different, there was different things attacking us at that moment than, than what we're attacking him. And there's going to be different things that are attacking you guys. And that's, that's kind of your role as the command chief is to start tossing alligators out of the boat. And so I look forward for the people of Grissom to look at you and be like, oh, they were right. He was exactly what we needed when we needed him. And so from the Grissom Airmen, uh, I just want to welcome you and Vanessa to Grissom and tell you that I, I hope in whenever this, this tour comes to an end, my hope for the Grissom Airmen is they get to know you. Because if they get to know you, uh, they're going to love you. And, and, and they're going to know that your heart is for these airmen. So thanks for taking time with us. Um, anything, any last thing you want to say? Yeah. You know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't take a, a few moments just to publicly or podcast. Yeah. Thank you for, I mean, you, you've been making this transition very easy and, and I, I know you're, 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 you're separated from your family right now and, and you stayed a little bit longer because I was able to come out here and spend some time with you and, you know, get, get some turnover and, you know, you, you've, been such a gracious host and get me out there and, and introduce me to as many people as we you possibly can. And, you know, I, I truly thank you for that, my friend. And, uh, you know, it, it's making the transition way easier than it was because coming in cold into a new job that you've never done before is, uh, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. So mm-hmm. you, you've reduced some of that stress level. So, and I appreciate it. And, you know, I look forward to the, the great things that you're going to do for the command and, and, uh, the air force reserve airmen as a whole up there at the Pentagon. Cause I know some of the things that you saw here and you're passionate about here, you're going to take to the, to the halls of the five sided puzzle palace and, yeah. and try to fix for us. And, you know, and God bless you and good luck to that. So, yeah. yeah and, and to the Grissom airman, I'm here, I'm your biggest champion. You know, like I said, I'm not chief parks, but him and I, we, we've had this discussion a few times uh, in the past couple of days. You know, there's a lot of similarities between us and our, the biggest one that I think we both found is our passion for our, our airmen is there. And it's it's so deep. And, and uh, you know, I've never had a chance to meet Mrs. Parks there, but uh, and I'm sure my wife and his wife have the same passion for our airmen as well. So man, we're, we're looking forward to this this journey and man, go Hoosier Wayne. Yeah, let's get it started. That's right. Our brother. All right. Thank you. Yep. Yep.